Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition, the Friday edition of John Solomon Reports. So grateful you can join us because we've got a nice exclusive story, something very important. And we've got two really great members of Congress, one from the Senate, one from the House, who are here to talk about it. Joining us today, Senator Rick Scott from the great state of Florida. He's been one of the leaders in putting together an agenda that Republicans can govern by in 2023, 2024, and beyond. His 11-point plan to fix America is the buzz of Washington and the buzz of Republican circles. Newt Gingrich was on the show recently bragging about how important what the senator has done. We're going to talk to him about this. And also, we're going to bring in Congressman Jim Jordan, the man who will investigate all the things that need to be investigated if Republicans can get control of the House. And we're going to talk about this story that we broke this morning on Just the News. It's an important one because it goes back to the political weaponization of the United States Justice Department, something we talk about when we're talking about the Russia collusion hoax, which the FBI and the Justice Department carried out on the Trump presidency for two and a half years, despite the lack of any evidence to sustain such an investigation. It's true when the Justice Department was sicked upon the parents who were going to these school boards and treating them as though they were domestic terrorists when all they were doing was expressing their free speech. It's inherent in the announcement yesterday, the weaponization of the Homeland Security Department, when Secretary Mayorkas announced he's creating a board to fight disinformation. Some people are comparing it to George Orwell's Ministry of Truth, and I think there's some eerie parallels to it. This weaponization and hijacking of the Justice Department from being the Justice Department of all Americans to the Justice Department of a few elitist Americans. Here's what we found overnight. We just broke this story overnight. It is trending everywhere in the country. If you haven't seen it, the headline is, Biden DOJ coordinated legal assault on Georgia election integrity law with liberal groups. And here's a sub headline. The Justice Department is now trying to hide the contents of these communications with these liberal groups, claiming they're protected by attorney-client privilege, meaning the Justice Department is treating these liberal groups, which, by the way, are the NAACP, the ACLU, the Lawyers Committee for Freedom, all of the Southern Poverty Law Center, all of these are left-wing legal advocacy groups, and they're helping the Justice Department, coordinating with the Justice Department to sue Georgia to overturn its very common sense election integrity law. When I say it's common sense, it includes things that people say they want, like voter ID. 80% of Americans want voter ID, including African-American voters. But the Justice Department is suing, and they got all these liberal groups they're working with. And what they do, according to the documents that we made public last night, is they claim that they created a common interest communication agreement, which means everybody can share what they want and the Justice Department doesn't have to make it public. We're going to say it's covered by deliberative privilege or attorney work privilege. You, the American people, don't get a chance to see what these groups were doing on the specifics. You can see in general them communicating it when, but not what they were talking about. Lots of people are reacting to it today, and we're going to get Senator Scott and Congressman Jim Jordan's reaction to those because this is important stuff. If the Justice Department starts cherry picking who their clients are instead of the American people, and then they start depriving the American people of the ability to see what they were doing with those chosen few elitist groups, 
the entire sense of transparency, fairness, equal justice under the law is threatened. That's why this story is so important. And we couldn't have two better guests than Senator Rick Scott and Jim Jordan to walk us through that, plus all the other news. Of course, we're going to ask about that Ministry of Truth and this woman who's now going to run it, who is a major perpetrator of the Russia collusion allegations and the Hunter Biden laptop is Russian disinformation claim. Two things that she got wrong, and now she's going to be telling the rest of the world what is information to be trusted and disinformation to be distrusted. A very, very scary moment in American history. People on all sides of the political aisle are reacting and panning this disinformation effort that the Homeland Security Department has announced and is doubling down on as we speak. And before we go to commercial break and before we get to two great guests, and we have great guests, I'm just so proud of this. Think about this. Most of the people who have been calling for disinformation, remediation, identifying and infringing the First Amendment by claiming that something is disinformation are all people who they themselves have engaged in disinformation. Just listen to this. One of them who's been calling for disinformation warfare is Hillary Clinton. A year ago this month, she said these words, there has to be a global reckoning with disinformation. Her campaign, as John Durham has now exposed, was one of the largest perpetrators of the greatest political disinformation campaign in American history. But that's one of the people that wants to impose her will in deciding what future information is considered real or disinformation. That's one of them. Mayorkas, who created the board, he said yesterday in one of the clearest statements of disinformation that their border is secure. It is not secure. People are flowing across it like nonstop, and it's going to get worse. But he wants to be an arbiter of truth. Barack Obama, the same thing. Barack Obama, the man who allowed the Hillary Clinton Russia disinformation campaign to keep going, the man who met with the FBI just before they extended the investigation on Mike Flynn when all the rules of the FBI said it should have stopped. Barack Obama's among them. You get deeper into this. There is a company called NewsGuard that rates news organizations on information disinformation. Fortunately, we're treated okay by them. But sitting on NewsGuard's board, a group that purports to identify disinformation in the news media, is Michael Hayden. He's on the board of advisors. He's a former CIA director that signed the letter claiming that Hunter Biden's laptop was disinformation. Hmm. He gets to advise a company on rating news media for truthfulness. And then finally, because we can't make this up, the woman who's actually appointed to run this disinformation campaign is a woman, and you probably heard her, if you go back to her tweets and her videos, you're gonna find this, oh my God, you gotta be kidding me, this is the person. Her name is Jankowitz, and it is remarkable because she is a woman that has helped at the Wilson Center identify or push things that we now know to be disinformation. For instance, the letter that the laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop was disinformation. She pushed that. She also pushed a lot of the Russia collusion investigation. It is to me extraordinary that this is the type of person that would run this. But all across this disinformation campaign wall is a group of people who themselves have engaged in what we now know to be disinformation because the facts show it, not because someone said it, the facts show it. And I think that that is why it's so, so very important to look at Nina Jankowitz, to look at the House Intelligence Committee chairman and all of the things he said that have now turned out to be disinformation. Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Alejandro Mayorkas, a lot of people are fighting disinformation when in fact they are the perpetrators of it. And that becomes the bigger question. Is this really just a Soviet style effort to suppress opponents' speech? If they don't like what they have to say, because John Solomon wants to report something that's inconvenient, like Hunter Biden ran some form of a influence peddling scheme, well, we'll just cancel him. We'll call him disinformation. By the way, that happened. Lee Smith, we don't believe Russia collusion is unraveling. We'll just pretend if you look at it, of course you can see it. That's what some of the Democrats in the House were doing. I think this has a lot more to do with suppressing your opposition's right to free speech than to solving any information about disinformation. 
It is a scary thing and something we're going to have a long conversation with, with Senator Rick Scott and Congressman Jim Jordan back to back right after this commercial break. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you your 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. So blessed to have this next guest on our show. He's the former governor of the great state of Florida, and now it's most important Senator, Senator Rick Scott. Senator, great to have you on the show today. Well, John, I'm not that great because you haven't moved to Florida yet, have you? <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> well, it's... Uh, that's you... what I tried to do as governor and tried to get everybody to move, move to my state and build the economy. Boy, uh, Biden's doing a great disservice to so many people right now with this economy, but uh, that's a, what I tried to do. So It is an amazing to thing you. to see the migration, too. It's funny. We were just down there in January. My wife and I said that it's time to get a house down here. So uh, we may take you up on that yet. <laughs> no, you will. You do yeah. it when you're young. Yeah, that's the right time to do it, right? Yeah. Well, it's an amazing story what Florida has done. And you set that uh, trailblazing path and Governor DeSantis has got to kept it going. So it's pretty amazing. Um, you have gotten a lot of praise. In fact, Newt Gingrich was on the podcast here last week and really uh, praised your 11-point plan to rescue America, calling it really essential to building an American majority for the future. Tell, tell us a little bit about what prompted you to do it. What are the key elements to you, things that you're most proud of in the plan? Sure. Well, as you know, I'm a business guy. And in business, what you do is you put together your business plan. You build a management team around your business plan with the people with the right backgrounds. And then you work every day to execute your plan. I did the exact same thing when I ran for governor. And then in my eight years as governor, that's why in my eight years as governor, we were able to add 1.7 million jobs, become number one in higher education in the country, and then be at a 47-year low in our crime rate uh, when we finished because we were very focused on fulfilling our plan. So, uh, and, you know, in my business life, I did turnarounds. And then turnarounds, you, you, so you, you figure out, okay, what do I need to do? And then you go make it happen. So 
our country's in trouble. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, I mean, you you can look at the Afghanistan, Afghanistan withdrawal. You can look at the border. You can look at the economy. You can look at inflation. I mean, the country's in trouble. So I wrote a plan, and it's called, you know, Rescue America. Uh, you can go to rescueamerica.com and, and look at it, or you can text uh, America to 22044 to get a, get a copy of it. But it basically says, what do we have to do when we get a majority? I believe we're going to get a majority. And, I'm, and, I, and I, I sort of followed with exactly what Newt Gingrich did. He said, we're going to have a plan, and then we're going to run on that plan, and then we're going to implement that plan. That's exactly what he did and why he was such a successful Speaker of the House. So 11 points, 128 separate policy ideas. Uh, it's things like we're going to teach our kids that this is the greatest country in the, greatest country in the world ever yes. has been. We're going to stop the government from asking your skin color. They shouldn't be. We sh- we should judge people by the co- by by their character, not their skin color. We're going to stop being soft on crime. We're going to respect the police. They're the good guys. Criminals are the bad guys. Secure our border. We've got to focus on this economy. Get this economy going. I'm a kid that grew up in public housing. To a single mom, I know that the economy is a big deal if you want to have opportunities. So those are the those are some of the things we got to get balance the budget. We got to we got to do logical things that you do with your family. What my mom taught me, uh, even in a poor family, we did, uh, and what we have to do for this country. Yeah, it's amazing that um, so many of the things that are common sense get cast aside in Washington. And when I read this plan, the first word that came to mind was, these are just common sense things. These are things that whether you're red, blue, white, black, you say, that's what we do need to do. These are these are things. Yeah. Why has so much common sense exited? How does, how does uh, Washington get uh, captured by all this elitism and kind of miss all the common sense that American people are, are craving for? I think it starts with who are we elected? You know, here, you know, here's what we do. And Sam there, he gave a great speech. What to make him something? No, what's Sam's background? Does Sam get things done? So the first thing we do is we have to have higher standards for who we elect. Number two is when they tell us they're going to do something, don't help them get reelected unless they did it. I mean, that, they told us they're going to do that. They told us they're going to cut our taxes. If they're not, what are they doing? So we, we've got all of us have to, one, have higher standards. Two, we all have to get in the middle of this. We've got to go you know, run for office or volunteer or right. raise money, do all these things. It's, our, it's, not, it's not the elite government. It's not the people, the elected government. It's our government. So I think, I think it comes down to we got to be. We have to spend more of our time. I mean, government is so pervasive and it impacts us in so many ways. We can't take this for granted. We can't say, well, I'm going to let, I'm going to let, you know, my sister do all that. No, we got to all be in the middle of it. And so if we do that, we're going to get better government. And I think that's, I think, and then I think a lot of people think, well, I'll get a nice article if I just give away some money here. And so they, they that's why we have these crazy earmarks. Yeah. The last bill we did, the omnibus, 4,000 earmarks. So Chuck Schumer can go and go to some, you know, some place that got a, uh, greenhouse in new york city and he can say i'm the man i did it for you yep now all the rest of us are going to pay for it but he can he can go brag like that yeah he can and uh that's how this budget gets bloated uh so much it's just incredible you ross on a letter with five other colleagues yesterday pointing out and impressing the biden administration speaking of giveaways, that there was $120 million given away to Planned Parenthood affiliates, even though it was clear in the law they were not eligible. The SBA even admits they weren't eligible. They caught the first $80 million. They said, well, we'll do a better job. Then they rolled out another $40 million to Planned Parenthood. Tell us a little bit about the frustration when you see something like that. And do you think the SBA is going to go back and get that money now? I sure hope so. Here's what's frustrating to me. When I became governor of Florida back in January 2011, I started going around asking people questions. And what I found is they weren't enforcing the law. I mean, I'm this. So I felt like, oh, I'm this. I'm the smug. That, oh, I thought we had to comply with laws. <laughs> I thought they imply they, yeah. they applied to all of us. But I guess they don't. And so what fresh I told everybody, look, we're enforcing all the laws, whether we like them or not. The governor doesn't create the laws. The legislature does. And if you don't like a law. Go get it changed. I'm not. I mean, I'm enforcing all the laws. Here's what I've watched in D.C. I've been in D.C. for a little over three years. It, one, if they don't like the law, well, we just don't do that. Look at our border right now. Yeah. My secretary of Homeland Security comes and testifies. The border's secure. Come on. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's laughable. You think what he we're said all it. a bunch of idiots? Yeah. That's what he says. 
It's crazy. And then they, they say, well, I don't think the law should have been that way, so I'm just going to apply it a different way. No, you don't get a right. You don't have a right to do that. So we have to start having higher expectations uh, that, that, that we are all subject to the laws. We're all going to enforce the laws. And so we, and we all have to be part of this. You know, if somebody's not doing their job, you, you got to go complain. You got to, you know, and you can, you can write letters to the editor. You can call up their agency. You can do all these things. So make people, make people, you know, follow the law. So, I mean, this, they shouldn't have been given this money to Planned Parenthood. It's never intended to go to Planned Parenthood. It needs to come back. But what, but, you know, I just, I watch this all the time that people say, well, I know they didn't, that was not right, but. You know, we're, we, you know, we're, we're not going to worry about it now. No, no, that's wrong. We're going to, we're all going to worry about it. We're going to get that money back. Like we've, we've given so much money to these states that didn't see a downturn in the revenue. And they, and, and you know, people say, well, we're never going to get it back. Yeah, that's the law. I'm getting the money back. I'm going to bust my butt because that's, that's somebody's money. That's some poor, um, you know, mom, like my mom that struggles to pay her taxes. Right. And then. You guys don't get to go waste it. Yeah, no, it, it makes you mad. It does. If you're one of those hardworking truck drivers, or you're a small business owner, and you you see that money go out the door every day to waste, you just say, "What are they doing with my money?" It just, it's got to drive them nuts. Well, look at the school loan stuff. Yes. So, so, I mean, here you're you're you know, like most of my most of my family didn't go to college, right? They're you know they're truck drivers, they're plumbers, they're doing stuff like that. So think of it now. So. The plumber says, you know, I don't, I'm not going to go spend that money to go to college. Um, and so he goes and does an apprenticeship and works somewhere. And then the other person goes to school and, you know, keeps getting degrees and has all these sort of degrees. And so right. now that person is going to get their loan, re, you know, get forgiven. How, how about the plumber? Are we going to give him a bunch of money? No. Nope. How's that fair? Yeah, it's not. That's why so many people are shocked they're even considering it. It's And you've been one of the voices of fiscal sanity. You've also taken the lead on something that I think is very important, seeing what's going on in Latin America, watching Venezuela, Castro, perhaps Russia from a distance, play on that ground, try to destabilize Colombia. Why don't we have our eye on that ball more, more often? It's crazy we don't. I mean, think of, what's going on in Ukraine is really important. we got to sure. make sure Ukraine wins, Russia loses. But guess what? Cuba is 90 miles away from Florida, right? We're, we're just, we just got a few countries in between us and what's going on in Venezuela. There's terrorists in Colombia, right? They're trying to destabilize uh, the government. And by the way, our federal government, you know, even though they're terrorists, even they're doing bad things, you know, they, they want to say, well, they're not, you know, we, we, got, we want to appease them. No, we, we've got to stand for something. Why, why do people want to be in America? We stand for something. Why do they want to be our friends? Because we stand for something. We stand for human rights. Like right now, right now there's 1,300 people in prison in Cuba that the Castro regime is trying to kill. Right. So I called the White House in, in, in December because I know a lot of these. The, I don't know them. I know their family. So one of them is on the deathbed, and I called the White House explained it to them what I, I need them to just put out a statement and they hung up on me. <sighs> I mean, now an organization of American States did something right away. The Catholic church did something right away, but the white house, no, because you know what? They want to be friends. Remember they went and played baseball down in, in, uh, uh, in Cuba. They want right. to be friends with these bad people. They're talking about buying oil. They want to buy oil from Texas, but they want to buy oil from Venezuela and her help a dictator that's killing their own citizens. I mean, I think it's like over something. It's over five. I think it's over six million people have left Venezuela since uh, since uh, Maduro took power. I mean, think about these poor kids are dying because they can't get medicine, and a Biden administration flies down there and says, "Oh yeah, but I know that's all bad, but could you sell us some oil, please?" No, let's stand for something. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? And they were having negotiations just last week with uh, with the Cuban regime. It's crazy, right? It's amazing. Sir, you've got uh, Secretary Mayorkas coming up next week, and I know you're going to be pressing him on the border and some other things, but I also believe you're pretty concerned about this idea of a ministry of truth that he's created. This woman who, by the way, has been a portrayer of uh, prior false information to the American public. This idea that Homeland Security will become the disinformation expert in this country or the determination of who is telling the truth or not, does this run right into the First Amendment? Absolutely. By the way, by the way, I thought we, we beat 
Soviet Union. Yeah. No. I mean, you look at this stuff and you say, we became the Soviet Union. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the misinformation that comes out of the White House, you look at the misinformation that comes out of these agencies, you miss that they passed the buck, they're never responsible, and now they're going to tell us what the truth is? Give me a break. That's not what government's job is. We have the First Amendment. We have our Bill of Rights for a reason. Our founding fathers were smart. They said, these are the things that we've had problems with. We're going to make sure that that can't happen again. So we all have to fight for whether it's the First Amendment or the Second Amendment. But all these amendments, we have to say, these are important to us as individuals. We have individual, not, not collective, it's individual freedom. Now, as a group, we all have these freedoms, but we can enforce those freedoms individually so you cannot be silenced. But you know what's going on right now? I mean, this is, this is like the modern-day book, book burgers. What they're doing is social media censorship. All these things are censored. Let me give you a story about what – there's a report that just came out. Google, in the 2020 election cycle, they sent 68% of GOP – fundraising emails to spam and only 8% of Democrats. Wow. That's book burning. That sure That's exactly is. Exactly what they're doing. They're deciding, Oh, we want to, we, you know, you, we don't want people to read that. So we're going to, we're going to push this over here. That cost us $1.5 billion in revenues for Republican candidates around the country. And think of how many candidates didn't get to talk to Republicans to get the vote out and how close so, so many of these elections are. So we've got to stop this, this, this book burning that's going on and this government that's trying to tell us they, they, they know what the truth is, not us as individuals. We get to decide what the truth is. And, and, and this, it just, you know, so many of these things infuriate you. And, and I hope people get mad and I hope they get active. That's what we have to do. We do. We got to take government back into our own hands. And there's so many good ways that people can get involved. Uh, one of those is in the election space. And I, I know one of the most important elements of your rescue plan is to, to grow that confidence back in our elections, make sure we have it easy to vote, but hard to cheat. Um, we had a story this morning that uh, is still resonating right now. And it, it's internal documents from the Justice Department showing that the Justice Department was coordinating its strategy in suing Georgia, suing Texas with liberal advocacy groups and then telling through the FOIA, we can't tell you what we talked about because we're considering those liberal advocacy groups to be our clients and therefore it's attorney-client privilege. Your thought that the Justice Department would treat only a segment of American society as its client and then and then claim it's covered by attorney-client privilege. Right. I mean, well, first off, what, what Georgia did, they improved their election laws. I did that when I was governor. And you know you what? Did? They, you know what they yeah. Oh, yeah. We constantly fought. We got rid of ballot harvesting. We constantly figured out how can we make these elections more secure? And you know what the left does? Well, you're a racist. Yes. Oh, you, gosh, if you do anything <laughs> like that, you're a racist. You, you're going to ask somebody for their ID? Gosh, you're a racist. Or you don't allow us to, to do same-day registration where you won't know who's voting. You must be a racist. And so what I'm doing now is the chair of the National Republican Central Committee with the Republican National Committee. We're defending lawsuits are all over the country where these states have improved their election laws to make sure that your vote is never diluted. I don't want a Republican vote diluted or a Democrat vote diluted or an independent vote diluted. Nobody's vote should be diluted. But the justices know what, what's important is we want to make sure that we, you, can, we can, you can commit fraud in this country. That's what they're doing. Is, uh, we don't like you to have to show your ID. It's not fair. You, you, know, you, you get to know who's going to vote. Uh, in an election, and we ought to be able to ballot harvest. And by the way, those ballot boxes, they shouldn't be monitored. That's right. what they want. That's exactly what they want. Yeah. It, 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 you know, this, we have, and here's what I believe. I, I believe from the bottom of my heart, we will lose the freedoms, and we will lose the, the substance of this country if we don't all just get up and start saying, this is enough. We got to stop this stuff. And that's why I'm in the Senate for that purpose. Um, I'm the luckiest kid around to be born to a single mom, grew up in public housing, where I live in a country where mom said, my mom says, I don't care what happens to you. You figure it out. Thank God you live in this country because you can be whatever you want. Yeah, it is. And that, that, that dream is being uh, shattered in many different ways by this big government socialism that is creeping everywhere. I've heard you talk about this, and I think you're right. I've been watching the polling data on this, and I think you're on to something, particularly with the NRSC. The, when when people who migrated this country, particularly from uh, Latin American, Latina countries, 
uh, who are escaping socialism, uh, escaping the Soviet-style truth censorship, all the things that we just talked about. They come here, and all of a sudden they watch it here. Is this an extraordinary moment for Hispanics to flip allegiances and say, you know what, the party of the Republicans is the party of common sense. They're the Freedom Party. We're leaving behind a Democratic Party that we used to vote with quite a bit in lockstep. Do you think this is a watershed election for them? Oh, yeah, it's going to be. It, it, you know, Hispanics, you know, Hispanics are Republicans. Yep. I mean, what, they're aspirational. Right. They have a faith in God. They're, they're, they, they want good jobs. They don't want their kids to be dependent on government. They want their kids to get a great education. They want to live in a safe community. Gosh. That sounds like Republicans. It sure does. But here's what we have to do. Talk to them. So I won the Hispanic vote in Florida in you all did? my elections. Yeah. Yeah. Because I went and I talked to them. I went and I did events with them. Um, we had, when, when in my campaigns, we ran ads in English and ads in Spanish. Because you know, there's, there's a way to reach out to people. We did it. And so, so what we're doing at, this, at the National Republican Central Committee, we're doing the same thing. We've done national polls. You can go to NRC.org and look at them, and we'll show you. They agree with us. They agree with us on almost everything, border security, election security, all these things agree with us. Go talk to them. So now what we've done is we put together a grassroots group. It's called Operation Vamos, and we're in nine, in, in nine of our battleground states. And what we're doing is we're getting the Hispanic vote out to make sure we win. Uh, we, we win all across the country. The Republican National Committee is doing the exact same thing. We are working hand in hand with them to get the Hispanic vote out because they are going to vote with us. We're going to win their vote if we go talk to them. They're on they're on, on the issues. They're on our side. They're Republicans. Go talk to them. Yeah, such a great idea. And you're leading that charge. Everyone I've talked to has been citing the work that you've been doing. And of course, you built the model in Florida. I saw Yunkin used it a lot in Virginia. And yeah. uh, there is a real sign that this is going to be a watershed election for that constituency, perhaps changing uh, much more red in, in the time. Of I got one last question for you, because you are one of the champions of this. And a lot of times it's easy because we're all worried about Russia and Ukraine right now. It's such an important issue. But keeping our eye on China at the same time is also important. This administration's approach to China, what's wrong with it and what could we do to fix it over the next couple of years? So think about communist China, like what you think right now about Russia, right? We've watched the atrocities. They're killing men and women and men and children and, 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 and all over and they're raping women. I mean, it's disgusting. That's what, that's who the government of communist China is. Yeah. They put a million people in prison for their religion. They took away the basic rights of Hong Kong citizens. They, you know, I, I have an individual I know. His mom just got tortured and killed because she was a Falun Gong supporter. They're, they uh, they arrest people, they put them in prison, and they just take their organs out and sell them in the black market. Mm. They're threatening our, our ally Taiwan. Stop buying their junk. Stop. Find out where everything's made. Demand to know where things are made. If it's made in communist China, stop buying it. If you're in business, stop doing business in communist China. That's, we, that's the only way we have got to say to ourselves, who are our friends and who are our adversaries? Russia is our adversary. Communist China, they've decided, not us, they decided to be our adversary. They decided to, to threaten Taiwan. They are thro- uh, flying sorties over Taiwan. They're tr- they're, they're, they broke the contract over, the, over Hong Kong. So what we've got to do is show up, stop buying their stuff. And that means uh, each of us as an individual and as a government, when I came in this job three years ago in the Senate, 85 percent of the drones bought in this country were Chinese made. And all that data goes right back to communist China. Our government is doing that. What are we thinking? We're not standing up for our rights and we lose jobs because they communist China violates the World Trade Association organization. Yeah. I mean, they, they lie to us about the virus. We've got to wake up and say, there, you know, the Chinese people might be nice people. And I, my experience is they are. Their government is despicable. Stop doing business there. Yeah, that is it. And we're so, we've been so addicted. Wall Street's addicted to this China connection. Uh, getting getting that change is going to be one of the great political challenges of the next few years. It's going to happen. I'm optimistic. Yeah, I am too. I think people are waking up to it. And they just saw, yeah. we, we warned about Ukraine for a long time. They saw Russia did it. You know that China wants to do this to Taiwan. So it seems like a good wake-up moment for people, don't you? I think... I'm excited about the future. Yeah. I mean, people are waking up. 
They know we have to rescue this country. They know there's we have adversaries. There's no that we know there's evil out there. There's people that want to destroy our way of life. So we have to stand up for each other. As if if all democracies in the world stand up with each other, I mean, Katie, bar the door, what our opportunities are. Yeah, it's so true. Well, you have given one of the most important roadmaps for how we can do that. Your uh, 11 point plan to rescue America is really getting a lot of buzz. Everyone I've talked about it is uh, is engaged on it, thinks it's the right path for, for moving forward. So, Senator, thank you for all you do. And thanks for spending so much time with us this day. It was a great, great conversation. All right. Thanks for what you're doing. Have a great day. Thank you, sir. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Jim Jordan's going to join us. We got a little bit of talk about what's going on in the Justice Department right after this. Folks, Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner and bam, your home is not in your name and all of a sudden debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Our next guest, you know him well. He's the author of one of my favorite books of the year, do what you said you would do. That's a novel idea in Washington. And of course, <laughs> the great congressman from the state of Ohio, Congressman Jim Jordan. Great to have you on, sir. I'm going to be with you again, John. Yeah, I, what an amazing day yesterday. You were there grilling uh, Secretary Mayorkas of the Homeland Security Department mm. on a day when they announced they're creating a disinformation office. Uh, I thought I was watching George Orwell's movie in action. You, your thoughts when you uh, when you heard about that and what you got out of the uh, secretary yesterday? I mean, it's all yeah. It's almost where do you start? Disinformation governance board. Um, it, it, it like you say, it sounds Orwellian, uh, like the Ministry of Truth. Yeah. But and then you look at who the executive director is. This is one of the questions. I asked. I said, you know, who's Nina Jankowitz? And, and he said, well, that's new executive director of this disinformation governance board. And I said, is it the same person who said the dossier was real and the Hunter Biden laptop story was false? And of course, he, oh, I don't, I don't know about that. I was like, well, that's been widely reported and it's, it's, it's out there. Um, so the person in charge of the, the disinformation uh, governance board is um, someone who was at, who was bought into all kinds of disinformation and promoted disinformation, which is scary in and of itself. But I think the bigger concern is just 
that you have this out there, this attack, further attack on the First Amendment, further yeah. attack on, on free speech. Um, and I, I asked I asked you uh, yesterday, because sometimes you just want to have a little fun with it. I said, well, will, will they be investigating uh, the, the fact that uh, Rachel Walensky, the head of CDC, said that the vaccinated can't get the virus? Or, or will they be investigating, you know, Dr. Fauci, who said, oh, this didn't come from a lab? And, you know, obviously sure looks like it did. So the, the biggest purveyor, I guess the point is, John, the biggest purveyor of misinformation, disinformation is the government. Yeah. It's not, not the American people. It's the government. So, uh, you know, well, well, here's even a better one. Maybe, maybe uh, Ms. Jankowicz should in, investigate um, – the person at the same agency she's a part of, the Department of Homeland Security, maybe she should investigate the person at the agency who's, who's, who continues to say the border is secure. How about that one? <laughs> yeah. You drew that one out pretty good. That would only be her boss, but that's okay. Yeah. She should have a wide range of responsibilities, yeah. I assume. It is amazing. I mean, it's interesting that the people who want to suppress free speech, uh, who want to identify disinformation, are the biggest perpetrators of it. Um, where did this idea, I mean, at the end of the day, it, this isn't an idea that flows from the Constitution, because the Constitution is clear, right? Government should make no rule or law that will infringe on yep. the freedom of speech. Uh, it seems like this is an effort to try to take away a political advantage that Republicans have, because Republicans are winning the message wars right now. Uh, what do you think's driving this uh, silliness that we see? Well, I think it's a number of things. Uh, in spite of the left controlling everything, mainstream media, big tech, uh, you know, the left controls big corporations, big sports. They control Hollywood, higher education, the White House, the Senate, the Congress. In spite of all that, we are winning the messaging wars because the American people are smart and they have common sense and they see how bad the Biden administration is. But I think in a more direct way, what's driving this is the speech President Obama gave earlier this week yes. where he talked about disinformation. And, of course, the big news, which is one of those – one part of the big tech platforms out there, one part is now going to be uh, is now owned by Elon Musk. And he's for a fair he's for a fair fight. He's for like the First Amendment. Imagine that he's for free speech. So he's not going to he's not going to bias things to the to our side. He's just going to say, let, 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 the, let the First Amendment operate the way it's supposed to. And the left is losing their mind. So th that shows you how committed they are to and how dependent they are on being able to control the narrative across big institutions in our culture. And I think that's what frightens them, and that's why you see this uh, this move uh, yesterday uh, at the Department of Homeland Security uh, forming this governance board. Yeah, it is absolutely remarkable. And it seems like big donors have been setting up an infrastructure, right? There are all of these different yeah. truth-watching organizations, and they have failed miserably. A lot of things that they've said are untruthful turn out to be truthful. A lot of things they say truthful turn out to be false. Uh, at some point, it seems like there has to be a shakeup. Does it in your in my in your mind, does this government information office disinformation board, whatever they're calling it, does it get challenged in the court? Because it seems like it hits the First Amendment square in the jaw. Yeah, I think it I think it I think it most likely will. And, and, and obviously it should. And I think also what we do is we just we continue to point it out. We continue to make yeah. fun of it. We continue to talk about the the you know the person running it has, has been the biggest uh, supporter of ridiculous disinformation. I mean, remember. I, I, I believe that this Ms. Jankowicz was also out there saying, oh, the 51 people yes. who signed on to the letter saying that the Hunter Biden story was the classic, had all the earmarks of a Russian information campaign, which was obviously false. I think I think she was out there supporting that as well. She so, was. Um, you know, that, you talk about misinformation that had a huge impact yeah. on our country, most likely caused was a huge reason for because remember it's only i think clay travis said there's only 20 a, 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 a few thousand votes in wisconsin georgia and arizona that made the difference and if maybe if the american people had a had were able to get access to that important story and that important information about hunter biden and his connection um maybe that maybe that outcome changes and she was out there pushing that 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 it was a false false story when in fact we know it wasn't yeah, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. I want to flip to something that we broke here this morning. We got a hold of these FOIA documents that uh, Brad Raffsenberger in Georgia pursued, uh, and they show the Justice Department clearly coordinating its legal assault on these election integrity laws in uh, Georgia, Texas, Florida, other places yep. uh, with liberal advocacy groups, and then claiming 
that they created a joint uh, legal venture with them, basically a, um, uh, a common interest communications prevail, and everything that they're talking about can't be shown to the American public because the Justice Department considers these liberal groups, NAACP, ACLU, all the obvious lefties, they're, those are their clients, and therefore they enjoy attorney-client privilege. I thought the Justice Department was the, uh, the only client the Justice Department had the American people. When you, when you see this, what's going on here? Well, this is part of this scary, scary pattern. I mean, we saw it uh, last fall, and you, you were on this story as well. You've been on all these stories, and we appreciate your work. But we saw it last fall when the National School Board Association yes. partnered up with the Justice Department, uh, sends a letter to the Biden administration asking to treat parents as domestic terrorists, and five days later, the Justice Department sends out a memorandum from the Attorney General to USA, uh, to U.S. attorneys around the country saying, do exactly what the School Board Association asked. So you see this pattern. You saw it with, with Perkins Coie, the big law firm, and the Democrat Party working with the FBI. We got Mr. Durham doing an investigation. It seems like each, each week now we learn something new about this and the connections to the Clinton campaign. Uh, so this is a scary we, – we saw it with Mr. Uh, um, uh, Lee Wolofsky, the, the, the lawyer who leaves the big firm, comes work for the Biden administration, then is there for a handful of months. Lee, uh, when, he, when he goes back in the private sector, suddenly Joe Biden changes how he hands out the terrorist fund um, money that is, is, is there for, for victims of terrorist activity. And the clients that Mr. Wolofsky's firm, uh, uh, firm is representing get a windfall. So, I mean, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is just wrong. The country knows it. But it takes people like you to do the hard work that journalists are supposed to do um, and, and point this out. So th that's the part that gets me is the pattern. Uh, and here we just have another example of this uh, playing out. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I'm still struck. It was about a year ago this month, believe it or not, that Hillary Clinton gave a speech in an interview back to back saying there has to be a I'm not making this up. This is really her quote. There has to be a global reckoning with disinformation. She ran the largest and most famous disinformation <laughs> campaign in American history. I mean, it literally sidetracked yeah. the presidency for two years on totally bogus allegations. Yeah, that they made up that, that they, they made, made up. up. Yeah, like, it's not in doubt anymore. It wasn't that they were yeah. just wrong. They invented yeah. it. Do you think we're first? Are you satisfied that um, that Durham is moving this case forward? Are you? Do you feel good about what's coming out in the Sussman case? Well, it, it, there's encouraging things. Uh, yep. like, like I said, it seems like all the time now we get more encouraging news. But but I am a little concerned. Uh, it, it seems to be um, when, when uh, this is the filing of several months back. But when he, Mr. Sussman has been indicted, um, it seems to me that the FBI had to know that what Zussman was presenting to them, that, that Zussman was working on behalf of the Clinton campaign. Because I always say he didn't just take the information, the supposed, you know, the user-created information, which is a fancy way of saying they made it up, right. the user-created information that said that the Alpha Bank was, was somehow, Trump, uh, Trump was, uh, President Trump and Trump Tower were somehow communicating with his bank in Moscow. Um, so that was all baloney. But when that information is given to the FBI, it's not just given to anyone, it's given to Jim Baker, the chief counsel. And Jim yeah. Baker was actually friends with Sussman. Um, in fact, he, there's an email where he says, uh, Jim, I'm going to be bringing you some information, more important information. So somehow Durham is, is saying that he didn't think the, he doesn't think the FBI knew who Zussman was representing. But I just find that hard to believe. Yeah, so that's my only concern. Yep. But um, everything else, I think, is, is encouraging to see that he's digging into this and, and getting to the bottom of it. And frankly, saying what, what you suspected, what we all suspected all along is the Clinton campaign was, was really pushing this. Now, we didn't know that they just made it up out of whole cloth, but that, right. that looks like exactly what they did. Well, I had a famous interaction with the FBI in October 2016 when this Alpha Bank thing was yeah. floating around. And the FBI actually put a specialist on the phone saying, we looked into it. It's not true. And then every time CNN would report it again, saying it was true in the 17, true in 18, true in 19, I'd go back to like, it's never changed. We figured this out like... 10 days in, it wasn't true. The yeah. media's culpability in, in fanning this, I mean, they were a big part of the Clinton disinformation operation. Other than the Washington Post, which has done a little bit of correction on yeah, Christopher Steele, do you think, that, and now on Hunter Biden as well, do you think that the media is starting to realize how badly they got taken to the woodshed by, by these stories, whether it's Hunter Biden? I hope so, but, you know, you're so right. The conspiracy... 
um, the conspiracy on this story, the conspiracy on the Hunter Biden story between big tech, big media and, and the Democrat Party um, is it, just that a conspiracy. It's funny. They, they always they, they were always accusing Trump of some kind of conspiratorial yes. activity when, in fact, it was them engaged in a conspiracy. Um, but that's so often the case. They accuse us of what they're doing. Yeah, they put they're their projectors. They project what they're doing yeah. on other people. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. it's amazing. But again, I always come back to the American people have common sense and they figured this out. Yeah, they have. They have indeed. I want to uh, just uh, take the theme of your book. A last question here. Republicans are looking in a really good position right now. They, uh, The polls are unlike anything I've seen since 1994. The key for the party is if it does win, I think they have to take the headline of your book and actually get it done. Do you mm-hmm. see people coalescing around a clear agenda that every Republican get behind and push them to? I do. And, and a lot of that will be doing the investigations we need to do because yes. it, it's going to be tough to pass a lot of things with Joe Biden still in the White House right. if, in fact, the American people put us in control. But one thing we can do is the investigations and make sure the country, the people, we, the people of this great nation, get all the facts. And that, that's where good reporters like you who are helping us out, um, helping out the country, doing the work you're supposed to do is, is, is so critical. So we'll do that. But we're also going to have to fight on some on some to try to get some key policies done. And I think maybe front and center on all that is is something on the border yeah. to get the border secure, because what they've allowed to happen, what they've not allowed to happen, frankly, what they've done intentionally to the country is so wrong. Yeah, it's just extraordinary. Congressman, it's always an honor to have you on. Always learn a lot of things. And I know our audience loves you. So thanks so much for the time today. You bet. You bet. Take care. Have a good week. All right. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, folks. That uh, is an incredible interview. We're going to go take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up in just a few seconds. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, wow. What a day. Two great interviews. Two profound statements. Two profound People talking about the state of America, disinformation. The people who are the disinformation police are, in fact, the perpetrators of disinformation. A lot of food from thought from Congressman Jordan, Senator Scott. So grateful they could join. Now, before we head out for the weekend, I always like to pass along the offers that we get. And I just got these new sheets recently. If you haven't tried Cozy Earth Sheets, you are missing a religious experience. I mean, it is so amazing 
what these sheets can do. They are top of the line. They are soft and luxurious. But you know what? They regulate the temperature. I put them on my bed. I went to bed. The night was cold the first night, and I felt toasty warm. The next night, it got really warm. We were like 70, 75. I had to flip the air conditioning on. Unusual in April to have air on. And the sheets adjusted again, and they were making me feel cooler. And I thought, wow, this is like having an air conditioning or HVAC system right on top of my bed. It was remarkable. My wife, Judy, had the same reaction. Oh, my God. These are the best sheets on the planet, she said to me. So listen, why don't you take a look? They're one of our new sponsors, Cozy Earth. I want to welcome them. They're here as a partner. They do lots of great stuff for us. And they make an extraordinary product. They make the softest, most luxurious, and best temperature regulating sheets I've ever seen. And if you don't believe me, Cozy Earth has made Oprah's most favorite things this four years in a row. She's a pretty strong product checker. So you got people all over the spectrum that believe these things are amazing. And you can check them out now and you're going to save because you're a Just the News fan, because you're a John Solomon Reports fan. Get a load of this. You're going to save 35% on Cozy Earth betting. Now, you better hurry up because this offer ends soon. But if you go to CozyEarth.com and enter my promo code, you know what it is. You use it for lots of these things. Just News. What a great promo code. Enter the promo code Just News and you're going to save 35%. All you got to do, go to CozyEarth.com, show them the love for supporting us, for making this podcast possible, and buy some of the most amazing bedding and sheets you ever have. The pillowcases, the sheets are unbelievable. I don't rave about things very often. These are like life-changing. I'm like, why didn't I have these type of sheets my whole life? It's, I, I'm sleeping better just because of it. Check them out today, guys. Just go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS, and you're going to get... off. That's a killer savings. It is worth it. Do it this weekend. You can say thank you for supporting Just the News and its mission and also buy one of the best products on the planet. It's really that great. All right, folks, have a great weekend. Yes, we'll have a Sunday show. You're going to love it. It's all about the war against women in college sports, the Biden administration's rather important effort to change Title IX to redefine what the word sex means. It doesn't mean just a man and a woman biologically anymore. And to possibly take away some of the protections of accused people in sex assault and other sexual related allegations in colleges around this country. We've got an all-star lineup. It's food for thought. If you haven't paid attention to this Title IX thing, it is essential. Check it out. We'll have that on Sunday as a special edition. And then Monday we'll be back to our regular programming and we'll have new exclusives next week i assure you i've got one coming up about a democratic senator who was greasing the hearings and these were oversight hearings this senator was giving his questions early to the witnesses and even suggesting what answers he wanted back to them oh my god check out these documents are going to come out monday you're going to love them all right folks until then may god bless you and may god bless this extraordinary country of the united states as he always has you've been listening to John Solomon reports the podcast from, you got it, just the news. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free, and it's easy to get started, and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. 
One more time, hillsdale.edu slash just news. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.